You are listening to Grit and Grace, where I'm sharing my entrepreneurial journey with you and bringing stories to you of the most amazing women that are crushing it in business and in life. My name is Tomberly, and I'm a social impact entrepreneur, where I help businesses grow their community impact and their bottom line through their partnerships with nonprofit organizations. I'm also the founder of Tomberly's Tribe, a brand new group of female experts that from all different fields are helping women grow to their highest level of potential. Join us on this journey by downloading the Himalaya app, which is free, and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all of the new shows that are coming out. Welcome to my show. You are listening to another episode of Grit and Grace. And today we're going to be talking about the perspective of a business owner who's had a difficult time keeping women in executive leadership positions in his company. That's right. I said his. This is the third man to come on Grit and Grace, which is really, to me, it's it's unique and it's special. His perspective is good. And what got my attention is an article that he published on LinkedIn about this topic. And we're going to discuss that in length today. But I, I do think that from his perspective of a seasoned entrepreneur who has served on leadership positions with five different during five different acquisitions and has worked in you know the tech industry and as a business owner for enough time to really see the differences between how men and women can operate in the business place and what they both bring to the table. He has been striving to have equal parts of male and female employees in his company overall, but he really has found this gap on women in leadership. And actually, what I really like about his article is that it annoys him, (laughs) which is really great. So, Thomas, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Pronounce your last name, please. Eichspur. Okay, I'm going to try. Are you ready? Eichspur. Almost. Oh, (laughs) darn it. I tried. And you're from Denmark? Yes, I am, yeah. Yeah, wonderful. Well, I'm glad to have you here. Um, the name of your company is Innovate. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about what your company does. So we uh, we are in the Microsoft world. Uh, we are implementing Microsoft Dynamics for mainly distribution companies in the world. Uh, we're also helping a lot of other Microsoft Dynamics partner with their uh, product development or, or implementation need as well. Yeah, and, and your company is how big in terms of how many how many employees do you have? 150. 150. And this is not your first business? No. No. Uh, how, tell us a little bit about your, your history. So I, I started my own business when I was 19 okay. uh, in the music industry, importing music from all over the world. And wow. Into Denmark? To Denmark and Sweden, yes. Interesting. And then I designed a CD holder called The Wave uh, oh. also when I was 20 years old. Wow. Sold that to, to many uh, companies and countries as well. And then uh, I sold those two businesses when I was 26, 27 years old. And then I started working uh, in the Microsoft Dynamics field. Mm. Uh, I was using Microsoft Dynamics actually in my business. So I've been doing Microsoft Dynamics since my teenage years. Wow. And then uh, uh, I got married and uh, my wife, she is very risk adverse. So even that I'm an entrepreneur of heart, I knew that I might have to go through a divorce before starting a new business and I didn't yeah. want to go to do that. So, uh, so I... Um, I've just been working and then uh, five or uh, six years ago, um, I came home one day from work and I just ha- hated my job. Mm. Uh, not my job, I hated more the company I was working for, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, and uh, and I said, you know, I, I just hate it. I hate my life and, and I can't let that happen. And I said, I have three options. One, I can stay and hate my life. Two, I can resign, but then we have to leave the country because we were here on, on a visa. Where were you at the time? In, in the U.S. In the, the U.S., yeah. yeah. Uh, so then we have to leave the country, or free. Mm-hmm. I can uh, I, I can start my own business and stay. 
And I said, I, I'm not hating my life and staying, and I'm not resigning to leave the country, so I, we have to start our own business so we can stay. Mm-hmm. And it was a pure joke on that time, and she um, surprised me and said, what does it mean to have your own company? Oh. So we sat down and I said, you know, the worst thing is we can move back to Denmark in a one-bedroom apartment and start all over again. Nobody's dying, hopefully. Nobody's dying mm-hmm. if something goes wrong. And um, and then we... Um, We uh, we sat down and talked and really talked it through in, in big details of what does it mean to start your own business? What is the risk? And then uh, one day I came home from work. She said, let's do it. And I said, do what? Let's start our own business. And uh, and then I spent uh, you know six months to figure out what I wanted and uh, came home one day. I said, let's do it. And the rest of history. Okay. So first of all, you have an amazing relationship. I, I love that part of the story. You didn't tell me that the first time we spoke. <laughs> That's a really great part of the story because that, that goes to show that she asks questions yeah. and she supported you and she knew that you weren't happy. So that's great. I'm yeah. glad that you shared that. Thanks. Um, and we talked a little bit about Denmark. You know, yeah. I love Denmark and I was, when the first time we spoke, I was telling you that I have some good friends um, and hopefully they're still, I haven't spoken to them in a little while, but I went to visit them in Silkeberg. Did yep. I say that right? Nope. <laughs> Silkeborg. Silk, okay. So there's no G. No, Silkeborg. Silkeborg. Yeah. Okay, closer. Yeah. But it was, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. I really, I'll tell you that I would say that, um, well, Copenhagen to me was one of my most favorite places to be. Part, part of it was because of the success of the trip that I yeah. had there. The other part is that as I had some time to enjoy it, which is, anyway, that's, we could, we could talk about, yeah. we could talk about Denmark all the time. Do you meet a lot of people from Denmark in Colorado? Uh, not a lot, but I, I, there's, there's people here. Uh, my wife is a member of uh, Danes in in Colorado. Oh, uh, there's an organization yeah, called Danes yeah, in, in Colorado on, on Facebook. So they meet in IKEA to have lunch. Of oh my gosh! <laughs> in Sweden, are you serious? Uh, no, yeah, I'm serious. So I've been meeting some of those uh, ladies at IKEA. And oh yeah. my goodness, that it, is too. Funny. That's the closer we can get to Denmark yet. So. I mean, it is kind of funny because there wasn't IKEA here for a long time. No. So now that, that I that makes me laugh. I think that they okay. Well, isn't isn't there any? Um, Restaurants in the state of Colorado that serve no, there's the Danish Baker Taste of Denmark, uh, which which if you haven't tasted that, go out there. What is that? Sorry, it's T- a Taste of Denmark, a it, Danish bakery. It's a Danish bakery yeah. called Taste of. Okay, Denmark, I'm a, yeah. I would love to try and that. And it's really authentic, real Danish. And by the way, to the American listeners, there's no cheese in the Danish. There's no cheese in no. Danish. You will get you get kicked out of the country. <gasps> if you're is it for fruit? Cheese. Is there fruit? Uh, no, it's 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 custard as in Danish. Oh, it's yeah. a custard, yeah. and is it does it have icing on it? Yes. Um, where is this restaurant? Because I'm very now I'm very intrigued. Uh, not far away from here. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm putting it on my list. It's on Kipling. Because <laughs> you know anybody that knows me know the moment you start talking about cake or sweets, yeah. I'm like very distracted. That's what yeah. that takes same, me off track. Same here, same okay. here. And and when right. you first have tasted real Danish, you will not go back to an American. Really? Danish. All right. <laughs> People, you need to go visit yeah. Taste of Denmark because I because I brought a Danish man on the show. You got to go try that. No, um, okay. So listen, I want to talk about this this article that you yeah. wrote. If I want to start with that because I know that Jason Granger introduced us, and yeah. Jason is you know somebody that I, I work with and know, and he, you know, he knows a lot about what this podcast is doing and how we are bringing women on to talk about what challenges women are facing to be successful. We also talk a lot about how women are really crushing it in a lot of ways, but. We come up with this common theme. There are yeah. things that hold us back. And I, for one, am willing to say that we are part of our own problem in a lot of ways. And it's it's not necessarily a fault or a choice. It's a bias. It's the way that you know our parents, parents, parents have raised girls yeah. and women. And so we're now in this position where we want it to be different, but it's, it's really hard. And so I'm just going to read a couple of excerpts yeah. um, from your article. 
So it starts with this. Thomas says that I have a problem to solve. Here at Innovate, our workforce is 40% women. But on our leadership and executive team, we simply don't have enough women represented. My leadership group is at 36%, but my executive team is only 20% female. Why the discrepancy? Why the lack of women on our team? Why all the math and percentages? Is this really the last season of Game of Thrones? Which is funny. You just admitted that it's questions like that that may partially explain why you have a disproportionate number of men on your executive team. No, it's funny. Equal parts women watch Game of Thrones. Um, I'm going to continue on. Well, the answer is that we don't get enough resumes from women for open candidacies. And this tracks with what studies have shown over the last few years. And according to the United Nations data, only 24% of global senior management positions are held by women. 24% of global senior management positions are held by women. And a study mentioned that the in the Harvard Business Review that women tend to apply only for jobs in which they are. Oh, sorry, I'm going to correct that. Let's go backward that men will apply for jobs if they only feel 60% qualified and women will only apply for jobs that they feel in advance that they are 100% qualified for. So I'm going to I'm going to stop there and we'll come back to it. Mm. Because I think that, that that is so true. Why why the discrepancy in applications for positions um, in your senior executive team? Okay, this is this is a big question and I think that you are not alone in facing this because what's happening is you guys are hearing the media hammer companies that are not having equal opportunities for men and women but there's a difference between the opportunity and being able to fill the role right so tell me tell me about that why i mean from the perspective of a business owner that is on the receiving end of how society right now is telling us telling you that you need to make sure that you are providing equal opportunity for men and women in all areas of your company and you feel that you're doing that like what's what's to be done i to be honest i actually don't know um mm -hmm. i think um it's a good question. Why, 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 are, why are they not applying for the jobs? Uh, maybe it's because men think they can do more than they, they, they can, and then they, they don't have any limit in what they're applying for. Where women is maybe a little more realistic is the wrong word because maybe a little bit afraid of applying for you know for the top jobs if they're resume like it's not. like it's like a stretch goal yeah. meaning it's a bit higher yeah. than their knowledge level yeah. and they it, it it bothers them or they think that they're not qualified because yeah. they can't do all of it right out the gate yeah so i think I've maybe I, I, you know maybe i can't answer the question because i'm not a female but i yeah. i i just i can see when i work with men and and and, and females that Men tend to, yeah, I can do everything, and females are holding a little bit back. Mm. Um, and, it's, you know, none of it is right, I think. <laughs> so, yeah. so so maybe, maybe that's why they're not actually applying it, because there's, especially in the tech industry, there's a ton of females. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I see it when I work with the Microsoft people and in our own company, and, and when I look at the universities, there's actually a lot, a lot of females. But why are they not popping up to the next levels? I think, I actually think they might be holding themselves back, either because... If you look at the job description, the, the what you know what they can is not a perfect match, or maybe it's as you said, it's the moms, moms, moms that's holding them back yeah. because it's always been like that. I, I I simply don't know. I would love to know, but I don't. Yeah, I I mean I think it's a combination of a lot of things, and I mean the tech industry. This is part. This is part of the reason why I'm bringing you on to have the conversation yeah. because I think that industry is the most difficult, and oftentimes for women to take those higher level steps. No. Now, I, I'll tell you, I did a little research and I spoke to a few of my female friends that work in the tech industry and they say that 
it actually is more difficult than people would think. And part of it is because there is an assumption in the tech industry that women don't have the same capacity to manage and oversee and implement tech than men do. And I, I, I'm not in the field, so I can't say I'm, I'm repeating secondhand information, no. but that there's still there's still this idea that women are not as capable in the industry. Do you feel that that's the case? Is that idea from themselves or from the males? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't see that. Um, I think they're more than, don't tell that to the males, but they're probably more capable than But than do anybody. you ever see women be treated that way? So I, I haven't seen it. Maybe it's because I'm walking around with clothes. I don't, I don't see it as much. I, I, I've, I've heard, that's not true, I've, I've seen it. I, I, um, uh, there was, you know, I was sitting in a restaurant in, in, uh, in a hotel in Belgium where, uh, that's actually what, it, I'm sorry, but that actually pissed me off what I was yeah. hearing here. Yeah, share that story. That's a good story. Yeah, because I, I was sitting, uh, it, it was in, in Belgium and I was sitting at the, uh, the hotel uh, at, at, at the airport uh, because I was flying out early next morning and flying back home to the U.S., and uh, I was just having my dinner by myself. I might usually sit with my laptop when I'm by myself and mm-hmm. sit and work a little bit or surf on the internet. And then there was uh, three guys on the table next to me. And they they were not drunk, but have got, you know, a few beers, no doubt mm-hmm. about that. But I didn't feel they were drunk and, you know, that kind. And uh, and they were speaking very loud. And I could hear they were my, maybe from Microsoft, at least they were connected to Microsoft. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I pay attention. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm a curious guy, so maybe mm-hmm. I could learn some information. Yeah, right. uh, unfortunately, spy, I, maybe spy yeah, in your competition. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah. what's going on I over le- there? I learned the wrong information. <laughs> so here's what happened. So th- this was an English guy and a, and, a, and, a, and a French guy. And then I think it was an Italian guy, the last guy. Um, and and uh, I was just listening to, first, they were talking about business, if I could get some information. Mm-hmm. And then they were saying, we have this position to fill out. And there was apparently some female that had been applying, and 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 then suddenly they start talking about is that the right female? Because, um, you know, do we want somebody that's that's thirty plus that's already got her kids, or do we have mm-hmm. what about someone that's younger than need kids, and then we have to deal with all that shit? And that was what what mm-hmm. they said. And I said, what did you just say there? And and and, and suddenly I, I I got really irritated. I was actually close to stand up and say, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Sorry, yeah, I'm swearing, but okay. yeah. but but I I I, I, I first of all. They came from a female, all those three guys. So if if, if yeah. nobody's getting kids, they wouldn't be sitting around that table, first of all. And then second, you know, I love the fact when when I get an email from, you know, a, a male or female, doesn't matter, about we got a kid and, you know, the name is going to be this and it was that big and small or whatever it was. Because that's that's a part of our life to produce new life. Otherwise, the world will stop. And so I, I I love that part, and 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 you the females are just making the hard work here, not not us when when it comes to kids in the beginning, mm-hmm. and and they clearly have missed that memo that mm. that's not how you look at people, um, and and then and then yeah. this this person became a transaction, not nothing else. You know, are you over thirty or are you younger than thirty? Do you have kids? Do you don't have kids? And then sudden that's the qualification. Then I don't think you're finding the right person for that job. So this is what. This is why I wanted to bring you on the show. Yeah. Because I think that unfortunately I think that your perspective is rare. Yeah. I, I wish that I wish that how you just explained how society often looks at women in their working prime years and their baby making prime years yeah. as conflicting times in their life. You look at it in a very unique way. And not a lot of people do. I remember I've had this, I've seen this happen to a couple of my friends and I've heard it happen. And at the time, I guess I didn't think about it too much, but around the time when I was having my kids, I heard several women explain that they, the women themselves chose to not hire women 
that were in their late 20s because they knew they were going to have kids soon. And I, I remember at the time just thinking, I, I guess I didn't process <laughs> it because I'm like, wait, we just, you just did that. Wait, you have kids. You just chose to not hire another woman because you know she's going to have a kid and you're worried about her going on maternity leave. I I found that really difficult. But your perspective is unique. And I don't I don't know how we're going to address this problem. That's one part of it. Women, if they know that they're going to have children soon, that might stop them. Or if you're if you're a working mom already, I mean, I'm a, I'm a working mother. My kids are, I mean, they're older teens now, but it doesn't seem to matter. They're still, they still take up as much of my, <laughs> my time and make my hair just as gray. But I think that in our mind, you wonder, how am I going to apply for this promotion that could take more time and more energy? Mm. And make me less available as a mom. And if you're still the primary caregiver in a husband and wife family, which in the United States, women still on the majority no. are, how do you give more time from your family in order to pursue your career? That's part of it. Mm-hmm. So for me, no doubt it's irritating when somebody comes and then six months later, hey, I'm going to maternity leave. I remember I came from Denmark and I've been living in Sweden where you have one to two years maternity yeah. leave or paternity leave for that matter. Well, that's another struggle you have to yes. deal with. But the thing is, I I take it a little bit as a challenge. First of all, we all people need kids to grow the world. Uh, one more than your one point eight child, I think you need two point something to to grow the world. And and then then two, take it as a challenge because here here's reality. If you don't have a succession plan for each of your team member, a, a minimum at your leading team members. You might face a problem if something happens to that person or they resign or whatever, and then you don't have a plan. So for me, it's about, you know, I don't care if you're out for six months or you're going out of the, uh, from the company, I still have to have a plan. And here here you can test it out because that person will be back in six months or whatever it is. So take that as a challenge. If it's hard for you to, you know, look at it in a different way. Um, and then again, imagine that person when she's coming back or he, because men also start taking mm-hmm. taking leave, Imagine how their passion for the company, because they will never forget who actually accepted right. this, and and you will have a really passionate team member, uh, you know, going forward because we we're, we're here to help each other, support each other, and, and grow each other. So just just think in a different way, and f- you know, many people just think about the glass is half full, and that's what they think. So oh no, I have to do this and this and that. Just think in differently. So how can I help? Because you will get it back again, no doubt. So you you lead your company clearly. You lead your your company through kindness and service to the people that work for you. I mean that's that's really obvious. Mm-hmm. What you know? Explain to me a little bit about how that trickles down. How do you take the message that you have? And I have other specific questions, but I want to start here. Talk to me about how you you look at that sort of top level down of service to others as the priority because it's different for you because this is your baby. So you are going to put everything you have into it. How do you encourage the next level of executive executives in your company, which as we know are 80% men, but yeah. we're, we're going to talk about, yeah. I mean, that might change over time, yeah. but how do you, how do you teach and ensure that that giving and service attitude is carried out? So uh, first of all, me personally, I, I love, you know, go into the different offices and sit down and talk, and and and, and I'm asking, how are you? Uh, where mm. I've seen many of my colleagues, there's how's you this project doing and so forth, and mm. and uh, and I'm just sitting there. I've, I've no agenda. I have in in my notebook, I have four or five questions. So I remember my own questions. How are you? How you know? And just to get to know them, mm-hmm. and 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 understand you. What do you want in your life? How can I help you? How can I support you? And so forth. And 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 then I'm. 
asking my leadership to do the same. I said, just close down your note. Don't take any notes. This is just a conversation with two people, and maybe even more if it's a group, you said. And then you get to know people and understand their small flavors in life and, you know, what's important for them, what they don't like, and 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 then, you know, get that. You know, I don't want to be friends with everybody in my office because, you know, reality is we move on in our lives one day, but I, I want to be deep and, and authentic, uh, and I want them to be the same the other way around. Um, and then I'm just trying to make people to talk about their life because reality is we probably spend more time with our co-workers than we do with our family, so... So why not get to know them and understand the, you know, how they are as as people? So that, that's. So it. you support you you support and encourage people to just really connect with their call with their colleagues. Yeah, yeah, because the, the thing is when, um, you know, when 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 you come into the office in the morning and and let's say you're in a bad mood, but you don't talk about it, then certain people say, "What's wrong with Thomas today?" Mm-hmm. and so on. But if I come in and say, "Hey, I, I had a bad morning," you know, my my teenage daughter was weird or whatever whatever it is. Then, then, then I understand and say, okay, let's just give him a half an hour, then he'll be fine again, mm-hmm. because we know each other. And then we also can read each other, and when you know things are tough, or if we're a little bit stressed, or there's something, because that's that's how we help each other. You can't help if you don't know who you're dealing with. So. Yeah. Oh, well, I love it. I think that you absolutely have the right attitude. I, I think that it would be interesting for me to this is going to sound strange for me to talk to the women in your company um, because I'm I'm curious as to why you've obviously created a really safe environment yeah. for women to learn and do you do you actually follow statistics when you're hiring so I'm going to switch topics here but yeah. when you're hiring for any general position do you follow statistics on whether they're male or female or do you always hire the best candidate and it just happens to be 46% women so I will not hire because of a gender Okay. Uh, I, and I'm against uh, in Norway as an example where 40% of the board has to be females. I don't like that statistic because what if you have 35% and it's working perfectly? Why change that? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I'm not looking for any statistic. I, I want the right person for the job, but I would love to get more females. And and I I will admit that that uh, when I'm reading resumes, so so I'm right now I'm applying I'm I'm trying to find for a, a managing director for my consulting business. And I, I will admit that I look at females with a little bit more open eyes. Um, mm. It's funny because Michelle, my HR lead, was saying, but why would you have her to, to the interview? She doesn't have the skills. No, but she has something else I really like. And, and then I just read between the lines and see, okay, let's look at the person first, uh, which I always do, but have a little bit more just open perspective or broader view viewpoints mm-hmm. and then get them in and then see, you know, maybe it is the right. Maybe let's mm-hmm. take a chance here. Um, but but I, I will not, you know, higher because you're female. No. Uh, But I like that you're willing to look at through a different lens um, to just try to level the playing field. Yeah. Because if you know that women are intimidated to apply for certain positions in your company or not just your company overall, like yeah. women are intimidated to do that. We need to overcome that. That's probably a conversation for a different day because yeah. that's that's a conversation I should be having with women. Yeah. And and that that's what I was saying. It would be interesting for me to have a conversation with women in certain leadership positions and find out how many years of their life did they spend not applying for yeah. positions and why. So that, that's a conversation for yeah. a different day. But I think that, you know, if if we really look at that issue overall, like how how can we help them overcome that 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 step? Maybe it'll make a difference. Yeah. No, but I, 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 yeah, I, I agree. But I, I think, again, it's it's just jump out and see where it will take you. Uh, because I, I, I'm not alone in the world. I, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, from, for sure. And yeah, I mean, but, listen, you and I have yeah. white privilege 
that we have to you and I we do we have white privilege you know I I know that you're not from the United States but still you have a certain level of white privilege and and it is diff, more difficult for us to understand why yeah. it's not as easy to just say go apply you can do it yeah. right I mean that, that that's not going to work and I yeah. remember and I, I hope it's okay that I repeat yeah, what yeah. I said to you yeah. what I said to you on the phone was I asked you like why how many how many women that are at the executive leadership level in your company are setting a good example and turning behind them to help other women come up? So are they? Yeah, they are. I, I, they are in my company. So remember, I only have, you know, I have Michelle small, in my leadership. Yeah. yeah, I have Michelle in my leadership team. She's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. and, and uh, her her HR team is just phenomenal, and, and they are setting the stage because they are not afraid to speak up and they're pushing people and and they are really engaging. Um, in, in you know diff, different kind of conversation and and pushing people to say mm-hmm. apply for this and so forth, mm-hmm. and um, so they they are doing a good job and and uh, I agree you know maybe we all just take their hands and say you you can do it and 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 give them that little extra push, uh, and and in my comedy I've, I've you know I've no education ed- education myself so I'm not you know closed into a MBA yeah. box so I. I look at people and who they are, and not. I, I never look at people's resume from a education perspective. Mm. I only do it from to calculate how old they are sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but 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 I, I'm 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 just taking a taking a chance um, yeah. and and see how it goes, and then I'm all in and try to make them successful. Yeah. So that's one thing I think. There's a lot of I think that you just pinpointed the what I particularly think to be the problem is that as women, it's difficult for us to imagine ourselves somewhere where we can't see somebody already in that place. And I know that I said that to you. And I think that how to solve that, and because you are not alone. And I know that, again, if I go back to the beginning where I know you're getting hammered, right? That this is, that's not an acceptable percentage. And people don't love that. Companies lose reputation a little, if that's the case. And I, I think that setting a, an example or having a mentor type program yeah. in place. And even if the mentor is not an employee of your company, but a female mentor from another business that is at that level that would be willing to work within, you know, the communities of women that are working at your company, that might help. Yeah. Because the truth is, is that you are not going to be able to solve the problem. No. Because you're not a woman. No. <laughs> Sometimes I feel I'm. <laughs> I feel him. I know. But I show more emotions. <laughs> but you know what? You are unique that way. Yeah. You care about the success of the women in your company. If more, first of all, this is a good problem to have that you and I are having this conversation yeah. because you are you are acknowledging it. And I have to tell you again, kudos. I appreciate everything you're doing for women and supporting women in your field. And I have two, I, I just made a note, by the way, I have two women at our recruiters specifically in the tech field no. for women. Okay, cool. So I'm going to send yep. both of them um, your way. Uh, they work kind of in different areas, so I'll introduce you to two of them. But they, we've talked about this yeah. before. And it's, I think that some of the challenges you're facing, maybe this is a broader discussion that can happen. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Um, you know, I, I, I do what I can do. The, the good news I have is actually my, my, you know, I have my executive leadership team and we have the, 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 um, the extended leadership team. And I actually think we're more female now in that team than we are. So, so one day it will flow up to me. Yay, no high five for that. <laughs> high five. Yay. So we, ju- we, just, we just hired three uh, uh, leaders as really all females. Uh, again, not because they're females. We just happen to be lucky to find, you know, some cool people that, that will fit into the organization. 
and then and then I just have that extra benefit there also females because you you need the balance. But you've also put this out there. You yeah. you you published this article. You in your brain space have been thinking about this yeah. for a lot. It's been kind of playing in your mind. So yeah. I, I think that when you put that out to the universe, you actually start to see things a little differently. Yeah. So you opened up your mind in a different yeah. way. Um, but congratulations! Thank you. Thank That's you. really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. So, are are is your company still growing? Yes, we uh, this year will grow thirty percent. So, so if we have any of our amazing listeners that have interest and experience and think that they would be a good fit, where can they go to apply? So they can go on our, on our homepage innovate.com or they can uh, send me an email uh, as well, and we also have a career at innovate.com email. And that's e n a v a t e dot com, and I will put that link in the show notes. So. I'm not sure exactly when this is going to come out or what's available, but if you still have growth planned for the rest of the year, I think that people should consider because you are a unique fellow in how you manage your people. Yeah, no, thank you. And, and again, when you talk about experience, it doesn't have to be you know technology experience. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to leaders, it doesn't matter where you're a leader from. Leadership is, is a skill. Um, so if you have leadership skills in something else, then bring it. Yeah. So how do you how are you going to continue to foster that moving forward? What's that going to look like for you? So uh, one thing we just did uh, there's uh, something called IMCP, which is a, a Microsoft uh, organization uh, for, for you know technology companies in our field. Mm-hmm. They have something called Women in Technology, mm. and I just uh, opened up a, a branch for Eastern Europe. So we are now the owner of the Eastern European branch for Women in te- Technology. And the reason for that is it's taken the states already, but we of course we are a member, mm. and then we will just you know become even more active in that. So I ask uh, Yuri, my my countryman in, in Ukraine, together with uh, Oksana, our HR lead, to um, kind of hit that up and and see what we can learn because whatever we learn there, we of course we can apply to to the states. Amazing, I think there is a woman in technology division of that here in the United States, right? There is, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that one of the women that I'm going to introduce you to that works in uh, recruiting is a part of that okay, group cool, locally. Cool. So yeah. that will be a good that, that will be, be a good yeah. intro for you. I think that that's amazing, and it's it is important to bring groups like that together to share those best practices, yeah. especially in your field. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one thing, and then. Um, I'm actually trying to connect my my male leaders to female coaches because they might learn something. <laughs> mm. Because we, you know, since we are more males than females in our in my leadership team, we also need to figure out how to find more females. Mm. And then connecting with other female leaders, we will probably learn something that we we didn't know. So, so I'm I'm doing that as well. So tell me what type of coaches you would hire for them. So so that will be you know other executive uh, you know that that has been been doing this before uh, I, I have a couple of coaches myself that, mm-hmm. that are in you know in the technology industry and in the venture capital industry there's females mm-hmm. and, uh, and and learning from them and understanding because you know I, I can't think like a woman but if I understand you a little bit better I might be able to connect even better so mm-hmm. so if I can get all my my male leaders to to connect better with the females and understand that we we are different people mm-hmm. and and Equal right is fine, but just make sure we're not becoming all the same because mm-hmm. we have equal, you know, we have different skills that we should keep. But but understanding those and understanding that, 
females might have more emotions than males and, and so forth. And how do you then have you know performance reviews with a female compared to a male and those, mm-hmm. those kind of things? It's interesting. Um, and I, I have a whole list of women that have been on yeah. this podcast that do that, that work as coaches. Okay. And yeah. I, I, there's a couple in particular that I know would love to help you yeah. just because they're so passionate yeah. about this topic. I'm going to send you a couple of, I, it's like, I'm leaving this podcast with more homework <laughs> than you. How did that happen? That's, that's good. Oh my goodness. I'm off to Denmark. So that's fine. <laughs> I mean, I wish I was going to Denmark yeah. with you. So I, I will send you this. Okay. So, because here's the other part that's important to know is that some of these female coaches, especially the ones that I, I work with, or, or no, they can explain to men what it's been like as yeah. a woman growing up, like what happens in in our psychology in school. Like there's a certain threshold where women are interest, equally interested in science and technology and math in school. And then there's a, a, lo- a grade where it just stops yeah. because it, socially it becomes less popular yeah. for girls. So we stop showing interest in certain ways. And this is data. This is not, these no. are not people guessing. This is data. And how that progresses over time and how you can flourish and maintain that interest level is difficult. And so some of these women can actually explain to people why women have felt stifled in leadership, why we are taught to focus on things like being prepared to get married or being prepared to have children or, you know, what's how does that look socially in your neighborhoods? Um, so I have some really top notch women who can explain the journey for women. And I think that that right there is helpful to men. In fact, yeah. you know what? You should have your male executives listen to her podcasts. Yeah. I'm, because it's really inter- her her philosophy and her experience and she takes all this data and teaches other people just to understand how to communicate so somebody else can listen. And that is very different for men and women. That's what you're referring to yeah. on, on reviews, right? Because we are a little more emotional. And So can know, you just explain why yes. so many females when they then come to the top Uh, of the food chain in, in the business that changed and become men trying to become men why is that okay so this is I'm so glad you asked that because you don't did change. ask you did ask me yeah. that question yeah. and do you remember what I said to you uh, kind of so I told you that I worked for 12 years yeah. for an international trade association in the automotive sector yeah. and I finished the second half of that that position as president and CEO and so in the automotive sector especially in the independent market there aren't any women like at all. And so I spent the first part of that role conditioning myself to, pardon my language, but to have big balls so I could handle what happened around me. And it wasn't even the professional part. It was in social situations where there was, it was strange to be the only female in those situations. So here's what I did. I I became less female. I, I tried to downplay the parts of me that were feminine. So I would blend better. I wanted to stand out less. Mm -hmm. I wanted people to listen to me and treat me the same as they treated all the other 10 executives at the table. But first of all, because I was the decision maker. So I wanted to be looked at equally as my peers. Um, But you know what? It doesn't really work. If anything, you become hardened. And when you're hardened and you don't allow your true sort of emotional part as a woman to be there, it takes what makes you special out. Yeah. Right. We, that's what no, you're, I, I you're agree, saying I that. And so I, I, the last couple of years, I mean, you can see that I'm unique anyway, right? I've got a full sleeve <laughs> of tattoos on one arm, half sleeve on the other. And I spent the majority of my career when I had these tattoos or any tattoos covered. Yeah. Um, I kept my hair in a bun. I maybe wore a little bit less makeup and wore traditional suits, which is totally not me. But then I changed that. And when I felt more comfortable in my leadership role, I started to kind of come back to myself. Yeah. And yeah, that means 
a little different. My feelings are a little more on my sleeve. I am definitely have a, a bigger um, personality when I'm myself. I, you know, I, I like to joke and laugh and maybe cry a little bit more. I allowed that to come out, but sometimes as a woman, you feel like that's the only way you have to be, yeah. especially around men, like the example you gave it, at the airport. So I have... As women as a whole, we we receive more judgment. We receive more, uh, we get hit on in more situations. We have to deal with comments that are just inappropriate to say, shouldn't be said in front of a man no. or in front of another man, but still get said in front of a woman. Because when men are together in like a bro situation, they talk like men. Yeah. So if you're the only female in that group, it becomes awkward because then they feel awkward because then they're not going to talk normally because then there's a woman in the group. So if you become less of a woman, then you can become one of the bros yeah. and then everybody feels more comfortable. That's what happens. That's the that's the process of how a woman yeah. thinks is that if I act like one of the bros, they're going to treat me like one of the bros, then they're going to feel comfortable. Then we all can get along better and it's going to be good. And so I just need to be less of a woman. That's what happens. Yeah, but, but but here's the problem. So I believe that you should be yourself 24-7. Don't put a working jacket eight o'clock in the morning when you go to the work and then take it off when you come home. You have to be yourself, otherwise you're not authentic. And what happens when people changing when they're at the office, no matter what gender they are, but if they're changing, you know, we, we will lose respect for that person because you're not authentic anymore. And And when somebody comes in, you know, a female leader and suddenly becomes, you know, trying to change because she thinks or maybe I maybe she have to but but I just think in the long run you will earn more respect if you become yourself take, take those you know fights and battles to start with don't change yourself because it will it will ruin yourself one day and you will lose the respect because people say well, who who is she or who is she if that's a man why did her. she change yeah. yeah I think men do it too when they get into they, leadership they, roles they it's a power struggle they in do. a way I think you're describing ego the ego kind of steps in and that that's a different that's a different topic yeah. but i think that women that experience that should have a they should have a coach yeah. because it's it's different for women to still feel comfortable being feminine as a woman in leadership. This is a new thing, yeah. right? In our time, this hasn't always been the case. So you are very forward thinking, um, and so I have I have a coach that yeah. you should have women meet with and just talk about yeah. the fact that they are going to be happier in their job. They're going to be happier. If they get to be themselves, yeah. and they perform as themselves, they don't perform as the person they think other people want them to be. No, but it's the same when I sit in the leadership or any meeting where we have, you know, most of the leadership where we talk about other things and just the task, you know, talk about culture and all that kind of stuff. I need the input from the males and the females. But if the females are acting like male, then I, you know, I don't get that input because if the reality is that you guys think different than we do. Thank God for that sometimes. Mm-hmm. But but I, I need both because you're a lot better getting in touch with people that males are because you know many males they're afraid of showing their emotions and, and that, that, that 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 stuff so so I need both of it and that that's why you know it's great to be in a, in a meeting where you know 50 ish uh, mm-hmm. men and females because then we can have the different viewpoints yeah. Um, I like that a lot. Yeah. And you're right. The thing is, is that it's just too new that people are acknowledging yeah, yeah. that we actually think differently yeah. <laughs> and it's not bad. It's not less. No. It's, but it's different. It's different. It's, it's not better. Or I mean, worse. I think, well, I would say it's better personally. Yeah, I would say know. so. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I definitely think that, you know, having more women at the table, it changes everything and, and it allows people the opportunity to maybe be a little bit more connected with themselves yeah. and with their emotions. In in not all cases, we're being very stereotypical because not all men and women are like either, but I'm in, as, as, as a whole. 
Um, and I see that in my in my team. So you know, the the the, the male leaders I have is get get the task done and blah blah and push and push and push. And then I have Michelle come in and say, "Hey guys, hold on one second. And then look at it from a people perspective. Mm. And say, "Okay, we, we, if we push that hard, then here's the result of that." And and all that. And that's what I love. You know, Michelle is doing a fantastic job getting mm. my my organization together, where we men we just let's push and a little bit extra and so forth. And that, that's 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 the balance I love. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. because then then I can actually push harder, but still have people you know being happy and not stressed yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Well, you're at a position where you have enough employees where you have to put people in place to do those things. You, you're going to fill a slice now, and other yeah. people are going to fill different slices. And I look forward to meeting Michelle. Yeah. I know we have lunch coming up yeah. in a couple of weeks, so it's going to be interesting. Well, Thomas, thank you. Thanks for being willing to be one of only three men uh, in probably, what, 70 podcasts? I hope I will be in the first. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. Well, I'm I'll, the first Dane. I will explain. I'm the first Dane. You're the first Dane. <laughs> yeah. um, two things. There are... The first man that came on the show was my strongman coach. You know, I compete in strength yep. sports. And so he came on to help me recap a show. Second man is a Google AdWord and YouTube, like superstar. So he came in. And in fact, I don't think I know another female that runs the back end of those systems. So he came in to really help with education on, on that mm. part. You should listen to it. It's yep. really good. Um But yeah, so you're the first person to come in and talk about the perspective of a lack of women in leadership in your company. So I I really appreciate you coming in to discuss that because this is not an easy topic, not one we're going to solve in one podcast. No, 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 not at all. But I'm, I'm, I'm hoping I do a little bit uh, that will help everybody move in the right direction. And even just you're asking, you're you're putting the thought process in other company owners or leaders' minds to ask questions that you're already asking. They may not be yet. Yeah. I appreciate what you're doing for women in the workplace. And it's E-N-A-V-A-T-E dot com. Listen, ladies, if you have professional experience and you think this would be a good fit for you, and I notice I didn't say professional technical experience because Thomas already clarified that's not required. Take your leadership skills, and if you're looking for a new place to go, go check out, because honestly, this guy is building the real type of company that you're going to flourish at as a woman. And... He's looking for executive leadership experience. And I know so many of you that have that, not only in your you know professional lives, but all the ways that you've developed leadership skills, it all counts. It all counts. All right, so Thomas, are you ready for my last question? Yes. Okay, so I ask all my guests, this is really important, what is your percentage of grit and grace? That depends if it's for me or for my company. Okay, I'm going to ask this. Let's talk about your company first. When you're in, when you wear your business owner yeah. hat, when your work hat is on, because it's kind of the same. You say you'd be the same at home and at work, but it's still a little different. At work, what is your percentage? No, so so for me, it's not different if I'm home in the office. Okay, but 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 me as a person, I'm probably. 70, 30, 65, 35. Mm. But then I have Michelle that's helping me getting to a 50, yeah. 50. That was what I meant with. Oh, I yeah. see. So I, I, you know, I, I, I'm a, I push, 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 push. Yeah. And, and then, but I also put a lot of support in my, in my team members. Uh, but sometimes I push more than the support, but then I have Michelle and other people in my company to balance me out. Yeah. So we'll say you have, <laughs> you have helped to get to 50, 50, yeah. which I kind of think is cheating, which is kind of okay. Cause you got to cheat to win sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but thank you very much, Thomas. I appreciate having you on the show and my friends uh, go be fierce, go be fierce. And 
If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, leave us a rating. Or if you're on Himalaya, definitely leave us a rating and subscribe because we would love to hear from you. And listen, if any of you want to talk to Thomas, if you own a business and you feel like you want to go down the path to look at equity, gender equity in your company, I will hook you up. So you let me know through the interwebs and we will make that happen. Thanks for listening. Be back soon. I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much for listening. And don't forget to download the Himalaya app and follow us so we can keep you up to date on all the exciting things that are happening because we're going to be bringing you new stuff on the Himalaya app, which is only going to be available there at different times as it comes out. So thank you again for listening. And I want to tell you one special thing about Himalaya. As a social impact entrepreneur, one thing I appreciate about them the most is that they are not only focused on you as the listener and what matters to you, but they allow you to support your favorite podcasters and we totally feel your love. So thank you very much. Studio provided by Be Creative Media and Learning Lab in Lakewood. This amazing video is provided by Janine at Tailwind Media. Podcast notes and editorial provided by the podcast Maven and my friend Les helps with all the post-production. And if you're looking for information on any of this amazing tribe of people that help bring you the show, let me know and I'll be happy to get you their information. And you can find me, I'm Taver Lee, and all that I do with Taver Lee's tribe or at Corporate Cause Agency at Taver Lee. That's T-A-H-V-E-R-L-E-E dot com.